Yo, what's good, you guys? We're back. It's another week. Publicanos. What's good, Mondo? How you feeling, brother? What's up, man? I feel great, bro. I feel great. I just hit the gym. I worked hard, man. Worked hard. So I'm feeling good, man. How are you? I'm feeling good, too, man. Isn't it funny how when you do hard shit, you feel amazing afterwards? Dude, and it's like incredibly, incredibly hard not to do hard shit. <laughs> it's, wait, you said it's hard not to do hard shit? I feel like it's easy to not do hard shit. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. That's what you it's meant. Easy. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah, it's incredibly easy not to do hard shit. But when you do it, man, it feels great, dude. That's why they say half the battle success is just showing up. Because, you know, if you show up, you're going to do the shit. But if you don't show up, it's the easy way. It's like, ah, I don't want to go to the gym today. <laughs> right. And once you're at the gym, bro, like you start looking at, oh, this is how I act. Dude. In my mentality, once I'm at the gym, if I don't feel like doing anything, bro, I start looking at everybody that's in better shape than me. And I'm like, I. I should be here. I should be working twice as hard as them because they're already in good shape. Mm-hmm. My fat that's ass important to surround yourself with greatness, dude. And that's, I got to throw a little dig out there, man. Planet Fitness ain't it. I don't know when I finally started going to a better gym. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Hey, now we're definitely not getting that sponsorship, man. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're around people who are like better than you, you know, you can see that as, as this motivation. But I'm excited because we have some great company on the podcast today. I'm super excited to introduce our guest. It's actually my little brother, Brady. Not so little anymore, but dude, it's been it's been sweet. I've been able to do so much stuff with my brother all over the world. Like we literally traveled all over. We've done business together. We've experienced a lot of different things together, and it's been super super sweet for me to just watch this kid grow up, see what he's developed into, see the still the promise that he has. And my man is like tapped into the next wave when it comes to medicinal mushrooms. When it comes to plant medicine, and I know this is a topic that me and Mondo like we talk about like all the time on this podcast. Like, and I'm super excited because it's I think it's something that a lot of people still have a lot of misconceptions about. They think of mushrooms only as just things that make you trip, party things, right? But there's so much more. So yeah, I'm super excited to have this conversation with you, Brady. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for the introduction, man. Excited to be here. Um, just off of Planet Fitness, man. When I when I <laughs> left that when I, when I left that gym and I went to 24 hour, I just noticed a, a severe heightening of just like my ability, my motivation, my desire to get big, to get strong. Um, just surrounding yourself with people who have those who have the body that you want, that it, it makes a it makes a world of difference. Facts. facts. I want to add to Brady's introduction, man. He's probably one of the most open-minded people I've ever got to meet in my life. Ever since I met him, the dude just never, I don't think I've ever heard Brady complain or have seen him in any other mood than good. Maybe not great, but always good. You know, like he's always (laughs) just like, man, I remember when you got those freaking custom flip-flops, you were like the happiest kid in the world, (laughs) you know? And it's just like the little stuff like that, that makes it so like fun to be around you, bro. So I'm excited to um, just ha- have this conversation, man. And for everybody listening, keep that open mind because this is a subject that really, truly, probably can potentially will change your life and just kind of the way that you look at um, supplements, I guess, is a good way to, to, to use, right? Because it's not just um, medicinally, but, but, you know, in other ways. And we'll get into that. But I just wanted to add to that, man. I'm excited to chat with you. I know before we started recording, I was like, we should probably wait to catch up just to kind of see what... Uh, what you've been up to, man. But it's been a little minute since since we talked, man. I think the last time that 
I was over there was in like February of uh, 2021, actually. It's 21. So it's been like a little over a year, man. What are you, what are you even up to? So you look like you're in the Jurassic Park freaking laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Just cultivating mycelium, growing mushrooms, um, learning a ton and a ton and a ton because like this area that we're about to talk about, it's, there's not a lot of stuff out there yet. There's a lot of stuff in the works right now, but there's not a lot of stuff that's officially out there yet. And man, that's kind of what got me really intrigued about mushrooms is actually I had a friend over one time and he was talking about um, cordyceps mushrooms and how these mushrooms were found. Um, I think it was in the Andes Mountains and stuff like that um, from goats. A, a farmer found his goats living at super high altitudes. He was just questioning how they were able to live up there because you shouldn't be able to live up in the mountains. When you, If you go really high in the mountains, you notice there's no trees. There's not animals up there. Um, and he was just wondering how his goats were able to live up there. And he found that they were eating this specific type of mushroom. And that actually helped and aided in um, lung growth and just ability to take in oxygen and stuff like that and that's when my eyes opened up to the whole world of mushrooms like there's a whole nother world out here that most people don't even know about and I would consider myself a pretty advanced like open-minded person and yet I had no clue about any of these types of things so that sparked my interest and I from honestly from there I never really looked back and just dove fully deep into the mushroom world, into the microverse, the wood wide web, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of been my journey, what I've been up to, just learning about mushrooms, growing about mushrooms, teaching people about mushrooms. That's sick, dude. Jeez. I I uh I want to give myself credit for helping you build that first little house. Oh, I didn't yeah, do yeah. I didn't do much, but I witnessed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was awesome. Still got it just over here. It's just it's all set up. I got uh Nice size room in here, taking advantage of everything I got. Yeah, so nice. what, are you, what are you doing now? Explain to us, see, your setup, what your plans are right now, what you're working towards. Yeah, so right now I'm, I'm really at the hobbyist level. Um, like, a, like, I would guess I would say like a severe hobbyist, like um, somebody who, if you like, it's no longer a hobby, if it's like taking over a whole room and you have like a whole setup and build your day around, it, I guess it's not a hobbyist, but in terms of just where I'm at in my business, it's still at that small scale level where I'm learning about how to grow these different types of mushrooms cultivating the right type of environment for them to grow, learning about contaminants, learning about sterilization, learning about dehydration, and learning about how to preserve these mushrooms. Um, but right now, you know, I'm just growing tons of different types of mushrooms, seeing what works for me, seeing what works best. Um, but my main avenue I've um, kind of realized is going to be the best for me is to working with supplements, working with um, powders and things like that. Um, just because getting into a, a, a market takes a lot. And that's that was like my initial idea is I want to get into farmers markets. I want to start growing. But right now I don't have the space and the capability at least to grow the massive amounts of mushrooms that you need to get into a market to be profitable because you have to pay for all that kind of stuff to get in the markets. At the time you pay a percentage of what you um, make to the to the farmers markets and stuff like that. So just been learning about this whole space in general. I'm still quite new to the space, but um, for like for people who know a lot about mushrooms, I'm still very new, but for people who know nothing, I probably know like so much. So I'm just <laughs> excited to kind of get on here and talk about that and share that information with people because I think that's the most important thing that we can do 
um, as a person who's passionate about something is just educate other people on that same thing. Because most of the time people have no clue what you're talking about. But if you can provide education, um, they might not ever buy anything from me. And I don't even care about that. But you know, eventually down the road, something might they might see something and remember that they learned about it. And they'll do something with that information. So just getting out here to spread the information, share the education and um, let people know what's up in the microverse. <laughs> What do you call it? The microverse? The microverse. So Mike. um, like mycology, um, that's like the study of mushrooms. So they say the, they call it the microverse, like the nice. world of mushrooms. That's sick. Because it dude. really is a world, honestly. Yeah. So, so break that, break that down for us. Like what, what is, what is the microverse? Like what is the world of mushrooms for an average person? Because I think the average person, even my, okay, I know I've been exposed from you. I'm your brother. So I've had a lot of conversations with you about it. Like remember when we lived together, you were starting, you were starting to get into it. So I've had some sort of exposure to some of these concepts, but still, when you say that word, I can't help but think what I thought when I first learned about mushrooms is what I think most people listening are going to think is the world of mushrooms. What do you mean? Like, you mean like psilocybin should you trip on or like, you know, like what, what else, what is there to the mushrooms? Yeah, because when I think of mushrooms, I only think of like tripping and then the stuff that grows in your backyard, you know, (laughs) for real, for real, like, or like cooked mushrooms that go on your pizza, you know, Yeah. (laughs) beyond that, you know, like there's not really, oh, mud water. I've seen some advertisements on that freaking this guy saying it's just mushroom drinks. But like, I guess the more I think about it, I guess that there is, uh, you know, like a broader expansion, but still very minimal. So I'm let's hear it. Yeah, so let's see if I can try to condense this into into a little bit, something that's not going to take up our whole, all of our time here. But um, I mean, the microverse, like, you need to understand that our world that as we know it would not exist without mushrooms. The nature that you walk on, the, the ecosystem of, of nature, of forest would not exist without mushrooms. Because what do mushrooms do? They're the decomposers. Everything that touches the ground, everything that goes on the ground and dies is then eaten by the mushrooms. So you have your fallen trees, you have um, shrubs and all the and dead leaves and stuff like that. That that's what the mycelium eats. The dead animals it, it eats um, the nutrients get drained into the into the um, earth by the mushrooms. And to give you kind of a deeper sense of um, how that works, you call it this is this thing called the wood wide web. Right. And there's I've seen TikToks of it, but it's like mycelium is what mushrooms grow from. Right. So underneath the ground, there's millions and millions of miles of white thread like strands that are growing in between the dirt. And that's what it that's what mycelium is. So in order for trees and plants and um, other um, living organisms in the forest to get their nutrients, that all comes from mycelium. The mycelium is connected with the roots of trees with the roots of plants and the plant needs more of x y and z they ask they tell the mycelium underground i need more of this so the mycelium then helps it so it's a it's a mutually beneficial aspect because the mush or the mycelium provides nutrients to the trees to the plants then the plants die the trees die then the mushrooms Mm -hmm. eat that so it's just mutual beneficial um, relationship that mycelium and mushrooms have with the forest. 
Um, and like, there's like, just to give you an example, there was these studies done with, um, done in a forest and like trying to, um, trying to actually like quantify this and like prove that this is how it works. And they were, um, they did a study and they um, actually basically injected a tree with radioactive isotopes. And then from that tree, they, they injected one tree with it. And then from that miles away, they found other trees with the same isotopes. They found, they found other trees with the same isotopes that they got from this one tree. So the question is, is how does that spread? How does these things spread? And it's once the tree is inoculated with it, it's fully full of these isotopes. It goes into the ground. It comes in contact with the mycelium and the mycelium stretches out miles, right? The, like the, the largest living organism in the world is actually a mycelial mat. Um, so just basically a huge area of mycelium and you can see it on like there's videos of it and stuff like that but that's kind of I guess in a layman's term of like how mushrooms work um, in the forest and kind of on the ecosystem style like how everything in nature is needs mushrooms in order to survive really because otherwise so you have all this debris and everything everywhere so the mushrooms eat it get nutrients bring that back into the soil and that's how you rejuvenate soil. So the mycelium is the network of all the living plants. It's like, well, you can't see it, right? It's it's gonna it's underneath the ground. Yeah. Right. So what's the difference between like would you say like the mycelium and like the roots of mushrooms? Like what's the difference between mycelium and the actual mushroom that you see? Yeah, so in a sense, the mycelium is the roots of a mushroom. It works a little differently, but to as a basic understanding, that's what you need to understand is the mycelium grows out, it, colonizes, and then that's how that works. Is it like the neurons in your brain? Kind of yeah. like that same kind of connection? Exactly. 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 And that's why it's called the wood wide web because it's it's the nature's internet. It's how the nature communicates. It's how forests communicate with other parts of the forest. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so as above, so below, right? So what exactly. would be like, what would be the equivalent of that above ground? I, I don't mean, know if some question, but that's that's a I I don't know I don't know if I have an answer internet, for that. Right? What? You're saying like you said i think you already said it, it was like the internet because yeah like that's i mean that's what i would that's exact that's the internet works in the exact same way as mycelium if you look at a like a, a if you look at mycelium and you look at like the webs of like the internet it's the same so, so mycelium is living right is is yeah. it in, you would say would you say mycelium is intelligent yes 100 percent, without a Ooh. doubt and so, like, how would you explain that to someone? Like, okay, there's this living network. Like, we think of it like the internet. <laughs> the internet's a network, right? It sends, it runs through cables. And so, mycelium is actually a, was a, it's plant matter, fungi, fungus matter. Yes, it's, it's the roots of the mushroom. Right? So it's it's the, the, this mycelium network is the roots of these mushrooms, and this mycelium network transfer transfers information between living plant organisms underneath the ground. And so you say it's intelligent. How, how is it like, how does it display its intelligence? Yeah, so for example, a tree falls down in the forest. The mushrooms feel that, they recognize that there, and they concentrate their energy to actually shoot their roots up into the air and go and start to eat away at the log, eat away at the, the tree. Yeah. Exactly. So it, it like, 
it's just it's it's a lot to understand but when you really get down to it the mushrooms the entire ground is full of mycelium the world would not work without mycelium wow in other words everything is alive exactly even the dirt you pick up a ground of dirt there's living organism in that there's live plant matter there's mycelium throughout throughout so what what happens like can the mycelium like actually not just are they i'm trying to understand the mycelium are they passive in the sense of like they wait for a tree to die and then they take it out there's just like that's kind of like their role you know like they're kind of cleaning up after the earth like regenerating the nutrients is that their role is it more of a passive role or can they also be active can like mycelium so take shit out that's like, that's they, a very <laughs> interesting thing that you bring that up because there's actually studies being done right now about mushrooms and how they design the perfect living habitat for themselves so if everything is connected they basically have control over the nutrient sources over the food sources for these plants for these trees and it's actually been shown that mushrooms will basically cut off a tree no more nutrients for you so that it will die so that it can consume it so that it can get more nutrients and so that's, that's like the really interesting stuff that's being done right now is that how mushrooms actually control their environment. They create the perfect environment for themselves, you know? And it's like with even like, even to like the, like, okay, this tree is too tall. It's like, they need shade, right? Mushrooms need shade. So they'll create these, the, the environment for them so that they can flourish and that they can grow. That's crazy. Fuck, dude, that's so trippy. Like, <laughs> no yeah. pun intended, bro. But like, that is like for real. Like, that is amazing. Actually, it is. It it's, is. It's truly really freaking mind blowing, bro. Because it's like you think of plants as just these things that just okay. I plant a seed and I water it. It'll grow here. It doesn't like make decisions or it doesn't like. It's just a plant. It just grows there. You know. It's like you think of these things as yeah, not yeah. the intelligent of things, and then you realize there's this whole world and network mycelium really kind of making decisions and actually are very powerful like are there can mycelium or mushrooms like take over human like plants or are not yeah, that's what i was about to ask over, like are, over animals are, are we like in danger of like another like species trying to take over the earth or like what's going on <laughs> so i've never seen any research about like actually like killing a like a live animal or anything like that um so i don't know that but what's how far of a stretch is that to really say that one day who knows like if we get into other types of mushrooms and i mean if you want to go if you think of it this way there's the, the mushroom i was talking about in the beginning that lived uh, that the goats were eating cordyceps, right it's right? called cordyceps and how this mushroom grows is actually off the body of insects so to put it in a way, it, it has, I guess, uh, what I said before of not taking over animals is incorrect because it will kill insects. So basically what it does is mushrooms is how they reproduce, right? They release spores. So a mushroom will grow underneath the gills of the classic mushroom. It will release basically this like millions of particles of like black dust or, or different colored dust, depending on the mushroom, right? But these cordyceps mushroom, when they release their spores and it lands on an insect, it will actually consume the insect, colonize the entire insect so that the insect, it basically takes control of the brain of the insect and orders the insect 
to go to the highest point it can find on top of a leaf, climb up a tree, whatever it may do, and kills it and then grows a fruit out of the top of its head and continues to sporulate through, um, continues to grow through that. So that's how that mushroom grows specifically. Um, Damn, what the fuck? Wait, 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 wait. You're saying this... You're saying this mushroom infects the fly's brain, this insect's brain, and then friggin' mind controls it to take it to the highest spot, and then it, Kill it. freaking kills it, <laughs> and it grows yeah, out of yeah. its head. Yeah, not necessarily fly. I don't know about flying insects, but like um, okay. bugs on the ground and stuff that crawl, yeah. ants and stuff like that. Um, and it's just it's crazy that. Um, so like, for example, uh, if if an ant or something is is like contaminated with the cordyceps spore and it goes back into its hut, if it makes it back into its hut, it, the spores will, if it, it will touch each other ant and then it will wipe out the entire population. That's so this sounds like a movie, bro. Like they have, <laughs> um, they have discovered, like the ants understand this and they can smell if an ant or another bug has been infected with these spores and it will then kick it out. It'll be like, no, you ain't coming in. But then since it's already close enough to the hut, both like basically the security guards of the ant hut will <laughs> all, they'll all go away and die together because it like, that's the only option. It's either the rest of the, the rest of the colony dies or they, um, or just those few ants die. Right. So it will like, so how would you, how would you grow cordyceps? Like, how would you be able to actually grow this? Would you need like a bucket of like bugs? And, like, yeah, so the traditional, the traditional sense, the traditional way to grow them is only through um, insect larvae. So you basically, oh. you do it through insects, but they've been able to mod like, gen like genetically modify it so that you can grow it without that. But it takes tons of types of supplements in order for you to grow it. Um, so now currently you don't need that, but like a bag of legit cordyceps militaris will uh, like sells for ridiculous prices, like absolutely mm -hmm. insane because of how hard it is to find what it takes for everything. And so, oh, yeah, because it can fucking kill you. <laughs> it'll well, take over you bro it'll control your mind but like, make you commit suicide that's the mycelium right that's the mycelium that does that and then it produces a mushroom right so which no, is the so a, or is that so the mushroom, when the mushroom grows it'll release the fruit spore. and the, or the fruit will grow up and then the spores will come out the spores drift away in the wind if the spores land on top of this insect that's how it gets colonized and uh, that's how it gets killed oh uh... So and it's so like sperm. What's, <laughs> what's why? What's the okay? So that's how cordyceps grows. But what's the what would be the effect if you ate cordyceps, the, like the fruit, the mushroom fruit of cordyceps? Like what? What? Yeah. So, um, cordyceps really is popular for. Um, it's actually um, I've seen people make like pre workouts out of it because it helps with oxidization of like your blood helps get oxygen to your lungs and um, basic and that's that's like the main um, understanding that I have of like the medicinal benefits of cordyceps is lung expansion helps getting air into your lungs um, just stuff like dealing with that. And that's how yeah. the goats are eating that and that's how they're living at high altitudes. They're eating. Yeah. The mushrooms yeah. expand their lungs. Oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So the cordyceps works with the respiratory system. Yeah. So let's take a step back here. How many different? Well, I guess this maybe this is a weird question, and you 
it might be hard to answer, but how many different types of mushrooms are there? And then like, what's the difference between like, I, well, I'll let you answer that one first. So different types of mushrooms, there's hundreds of, if not thousands of different types of mushrooms that exist. Okay. And then like, what's the difference of like mushrooms that are like mentally stimulating and then some are like, I mean, so you're speaking about like helps with oxidization. So like physically stimulating and then like, I mean, I'm sure if you eat them, you probably, there's probably some that you can turn into like rubs or something, you know, for like cuts or scars or something I'm thinking. So like, mm-hmm. what, like, what are the categories? Like, do you eat it? Do you smoke it? Do you freaking bathe in it? What, like, what are the types of that? I'm curious. How, so how can you use different mushrooms to, um, I guess, facilitate your life and your body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are the most popular right now? Like, obviously, there's the mushrooms that you trip on. There's, I've heard, you know, mushrooms that you cook with, but like the most popular and then like, what are the uses? Yeah, so right now, I guess I can just talk about the main mushrooms that are being used right now. Um, The three that come to my mind right away is lion's mane, reishi, and turkey tail mushrooms. So lion's mane is going to be best for um, your mind, your brain, your, your, the neurogenesis is what is its claim to fame is helping regrow nerves in your brain, helping um, with that kind of thing. And then you have reishi, which is um, the, the mother of mushrooms basically is what they um, like the nickname of it. And what it does, it's been used for healing of like, uh, like autoimmune diseases. Um, So it helps with, um, immunity helps with um, getting your like um, what are they Im- immunomodulator basically regulates your immune system right and turkey tail is another mushroom um, that works in the same principle um, of auto like um, immunomodulating which um, regulating your immune system so those are like the main mushrooms that I've seen use is um, ones that are like for your immune system and it's very interesting like how we found out about mushrooms, how we, why mushrooms are here, what are they doing? Um, I see them really as like something that humans and mushrooms are, we're very similar. We are very the same. We share over 50% of our DNA with mushrooms. So to Mm. find out the fact that mushrooms can help us with this immune disorders and brain function and stuff like that is no coincidence to me. Um, It just, it makes sense if that's like, if all life um, and everything is kind of circulating around mushrooms, we can use those mushrooms and we can, and like just the way that the world works and the internet and all these things that were created very much um are like to the world that the mushrooms have created underground and now in a sense we're creating it above ground so why why don't um when you're saying like these mushrooms like that sounds amazing like lion's mane with your brain like i don't think anybody who wouldn't want like something that helps your brain work better and like with your immune system i know obviously we just have a huge um health situation (laughs) that's the word i want to (laughs) use And so how come, you know, you know, how can we not hear more about mushrooms as like things that, that can fight off infectious diseases, like improve your immune system? How come like doctors never would like prescribe you mushrooms? Why isn't there like, yeah, why don't people talk about why in this, why isn't this information more mainstream, do you think? I mean, we could go down some deep rabbit holes with it, but um, 
the it's the same reason other natural mute like it's the same it's because it's not controllable it's not like the thing with mushrooms is you can't necessarily isolate one thing in the mushroom that makes it do its thing like its benefit right and that's what modern medicine wants to do is they want to take the mushroom and they want to separate it out get all of these different isotopes everything like all and identify it and then put it in a pill and give it to you but with mushrooms they don't allow for that actually that you need the holistic mushroom you need like there's diff different components within the mushroom that make it work it's not just one thing you can't just isolate one thing because it doesn't work without this thing and when you combine them all together that's where you get the benefit is when all of these things come into conjunction and are collected together and that's why other that's why natural medicines and stuff like that aren't um, like used today or aren't as popular because you can't just take one thing out of it and create um a drug or a pill or something that does it for you you need a whole thing and you can't you can't patent nature you can't put it you mm. can't put it you can't, can't sell it have that for yourself you can't own it so it's yeah, nature it's it. for everybody yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You look at one of the biggest powers of influence in the world. Everyone calls it big pharma, right? And the profitability of selling drugs. So it makes a perfect sense that, you know, like you said, if you can't isolate it and break it down into a little pill, they wouldn't want anything to do with it. Exactly. And it's, a, it's the same reason why psilocybin and stuff like that is not, is, it's not, um, common today is because with psilocybin a lot of the like psychedelic assisted therapy a lot of these things it's a one and done situation it's a one and done experience you experience that thing it changes your life and you know you don't need to do it again and there's no profit profitability in that right you're talking about having a psychedelic trip with psilocybin exactly on that in that case yeah it's a one-time experience you take it and you're done Right. How, so how would, for people that aren't familiar, because I think a lot of people, they think of psilocybin like, oh, everyone's heard of magic mushrooms, right? Take some magic mushrooms, go to a show, have a good time, right? You get like mental euphoria, ooh, right? But I think um, not a lot of people are aware. <laughs> I think not a lot of people are aware of what you were talking about, which is psilocybin's use in a therapeutic session, in a therapeutic application. So could you explain that? Like how, how would you use psilocybin as like, therapy yeah so that's a really good question and that's um a lot of people are like this is something like a lot of people are like who basically have gone through the modern medicine ringer and done everything they could have done and tried all these drugs and nothing's working there's something still wrong and they're looking for something that's gonna that's gonna completely shift basically their brain chemistry and the way that they think right so what psychedelics can do for you, like just the experience of it, what it does for you is it allows you to uh, have a childlike perspective on the world. And I think that's the best way to like put psychedelics in a, in a small phrase is it gives you a childlike perspective on the world. When you look at children, what are they doing? They're running around. Everything in the world is fascinating for them. They're just so amazed by whatever it may be. And that's very similar to what it's like when you experience mushrooms. It's 
you can sit there and stare at a tree for hours you can just sit there and do nothing for hours you like there's and that like that's what the power is is it's unlocking a perspective and i think that's the like because you go through life and you get stuck in the ways of thinking that you've always thought and you've learned the things that you've always learned and you've always done things that you've always done. And that's just the way that you are, right? But what happens when you're done with that and you don't want that anymore and your brain is already cemented in that way? Because as we know with um, like neuroplasticity, like your brain, if you think and think and think and think and think the same way over and over and over again, your brain is automatically going to respond to the different stimuli out in the world and in the same way over and over again. So you've created these cement pathways in your brain of how you think the world works, how the world works for you. And when you take mushrooms, it allows you to basically bust open all of those, all of those roads and see life for a new perspective. It takes away your ego from your perspective you know you're no longer thinking about yourself but you see how everything in the world is connected you see how everything works together you you it just gives you a whole new perspective on life and you're able to go and relive your past traumas you're able to go and experience these types of things without having the same ego attachment that you would if you were just talking in a therapy session cold cold stone sober but when you have the mushrooms are they're just basically an aid to help you unlock a new perspective that maybe you never thought was possible so that's kind of how um it works and like with the, that's why it works with depression and anxiety and these things like that is because a lot of those diseases and issues are based off of the way that your brain works your brain thinks and does the same thing over and over again and it's not working out for you right so when you take these you're able to experience the world in a way that you never even thought possible so that's kind of how that that's what i mean by that what's the difference between um like this more holistic trip and like LSD that's um, like obviously man-made. So like, what's the difference in experience and like therapeutic use? Does it have the same effects or is one a little bit more um, severe, maybe a little bit more dangerous than the other? So they would use LSD, but just for the sole purpose of having an experience lsd is something that's going to last anywhere from 10 to 15 hours so having somebody sit in a room and paying a therapist to sit in the room and, and watch this person like for 10 to 15 hours that's 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 crazy that's you're not going to be able to actually do that on a large scale with psilocybin mushrooms you know you're looking at an experience from four to six hours at its at its true peak right so that's much more manageable that's that you can like you can do that in a work day right you can go to your therapist's office in the morning and by the by the end of the day four o'clock five o'clock runs runs around you're done tripping you've now ex completed this whole experience everybody can go home and have family with their dinner or have dinner with their family right nice okay so you, so you said something sense. you said something in there about like with the therapeutic applications where you know someone's able to relive their past trauma but not have the same ego attachment and gain a new perspective and i think for some people even myself when you hear that like sometimes like i feel like 
you wouldn't want to relive a past trauma, right? So it's like you're saying that we take psychedelics, and obviously I've, I've done them. I know I've had experience with them, so I know what it's like. But I'm trying to relate this to the person who's never done psychedelics. That would seem kind of scary, like you know, like the fact. Yeah, that like why would you want to relive something that made you feel like shit that still taunts you to right. this day? Because it still taunts you to this day. Ooh. It's still. It's if it's still living in your mind, it it's there for something, right? And at the end of the day, like you can either live your life like the average person and never deal with these things, never deal with your trauma, never look back at it, or you can do something about it and realize, like, you know what, this event in my life messed me up so bad. I can't have a normal relationship with people. I can't. I can't talk about my feelings. I can't do these types of things. And I don't know how to get to it. And like, the thing is, is people don't want to suffer. Like at, the, at their true core of a being, like you don't want that. You don't want that for yourself. So when you become aware that you are feeling that way, you are doing those things. And it just takes you getting to the point where you say enough is enough because that's the thing is psychedelics is not for the average person who's just like, like, you know, maybe a little bit sad or something, but somebody who's definitely dealt with a lifelong of trauma, a lifelong experience of depression, a lifelong experience of anxiety, and they're looking for something new, something different, something that they can do because the, these are the same people who have tried everything in the everything in the doctor's arsenal. You know, they're using SSRIs, they're using anxiety medication, they're using these things that don't work for them, and now they need something new. So I wouldn't recommend psychedelics for somebody who's not, not ready, not willing to face those past traumas. And that's the thing is people like that's, that's the whole stigma of psychedelics is oh I'm going to use this, have a good fun time and do all these things. But I think that's just what, that's not how psychedelics were meant to be used. That's not how they're supposed to be used. Right. So it's just about getting back to the the therapeutic sense of what these mushrooms can do and what they've been used for for thousands of years you don't go back thousands of years and seeing um ancient indigenous cultures using psychedelic mushrooms to go and watch a concert or do xyz they're using it for some sort of spiritual ceremony they're using it for a way for them to get con connected and get closer to their god they're using it in a way that is going that's going to help them they're using it when they're when they're spiraling out of control and they they need to find god they need to find the meaning of life they need to reconnect with what like what really matters to them that's when they use it so it's like the modern day people just think of mushrooms oh, i want to go trip i want to have fun like whatever it may be but that's not what they were ever intended to be used for so unless you're willing to go on that experience and you want to experience that and grow through and work through your traumas, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend mushrooms, honestly. Yeah. That's a deep thing, man, because I think that's what holds a lot of people back. And that's also what makes a lot of people stronger is like, you just face the shit that you don't want to face. You know, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of confrontation when it comes to like talking to people, you know, it's something that I'm progressively getting good at. Like I'm not one to talk, to too many people just openly like that so i feel like we're somebody that's a little bit i don't want to you know put anybody down but like weaker minded i guess would be a way to put it like that's a it's a tough experience man for for some people but it's also again if you're 
really committed to personal development and just self-growth, like on a, you know, mental, physical level, spiritual level, it's something, definitely something life-changing. Talk to me about the um, benefits of like microdosing, because I know that's, you know, that's a little bit of something that I looked into um, before I even took any mushrooms. Um, and then I know that's kind of like what you are intending to get into hopefully eventually in the future. Um, but like, what are the benefits of doing that? Like if I'm popping, you know, vitamins every day, does it have that same effect? Does it act as a supplement or is there long-term either positive or negative effects to it? Yeah, exactly. I love that. And that's why, and just to revert back real quick, the like psychedelics should be used with like a therapist with somebody trained there's like people who are trained in psychedelic therapy and that's yeah, the brady giving the disclaimer have. jordan we're always sorry to cut you off but we're always talking about everybody should be tripping and then brady over here giving the disclaimer like yo please do this with the freaking therapist <laughs> i mean yeah before we go into uh, the microdose it's got a great topic but I, I i i just think that i agree with brady and i i am i'm a person that's like go for it dude because i think everyone has it could have that benefit of adding a new perspective you know because ultimately that's the power of the substance to me is that like gaining that new perspective is like so critical to just everything to life to actually overcoming certain mental addictions certain mental attachments is if you don't gain that new perspective you're kind of almost stuck so i i see them as a great liberator of your mind and of your life um that's my personal opinion but i think everyone could benefit from that but dude yeah, i think it also is worth mentioning that yeah if you're not ready for it like if you're not gonna do it safely if you're not gonna have the right expectations and right circumstance to your trip then things might not work out as you plan <laughs> because yeah tripping is all about your set and your setting right the set being your mindset what is your mindset going into this trip? What are you looking to experience out of it? What are you looking to get from it? What are you looking to learn? What's your set going into it? And then the second part is your setting. Where are you? What is the type of environment? You know, and a, a lot of people like you really need to care for these things because they're the most important. They're the, because where you're going to be when you're tripping is where you're going to be. You're not most likely going to be like traveling around and doing all these different things. You're going to be in the same spot. And with psychedelic assisted therapy, they literally have the people going, like they make a bed for them and they put a blindfold on them. And that's the experience, right? Is it's not this experience walking around and looking at the trees and looking at the sky and, and seeing art and stuff like that. No, it's an experience where you shut off your sensory, um, your sensory, your senses, I guess, and you go deep within and you go for that experience within and you go to see what's inside your mind. It gives you, it's like if you could turn your eyes back into your head and look at what's going on in there. And that's the type of experience that um, is really beneficial with therapeutic, um, psych with psychedelic therapy. That sounds fun because the last time that I did it, I was on the mountain. A lot of sensory factors going on, a lot of stimulus going on, but I feel like it would be diff way different if I was just in a oh room on a bed. That kind of sounds scary, honestly. Yeah, that's, and that's that's what I thought too. Because I've I've only ever tripped outside. I've only ever done it with other people and friends and stuff like that. I've never done an experience where I've sat inside and had a guided experience where I was able to go through and talk about 
what's going on inside me. You know, you even when you're on psychedelics, you you open up and you talk and you share these types of things. But I think when you really allow yourself to go deep and you get in there and you're like, it just, it it's a totally different experience that I've never had that I don't want to take mushrooms until I can have that experience like until i've set that up and you can do that through many different ways during the place where they offer psychedelic assisted therapy like through programs stuff like that you can become part of that but there's also hundreds of people probably in your local city who are shamans who do this type of stuff under um kind of underground you know here it's decriminalized so it's not as underground but there's people out there everywhere who are who take people on guided psychedelic trips and that's the type of experience that I think is what people can truly benefit from, you know, and everybody does it differently. Some people, you do the blindfold in a room with pictures and you have the music. Some people, you go sit outside and listen to music or blindfold, but every single one, the blindfold is the key. And that like, oh, every, every one of them, they're all, it's all about the blindfold because they don't want you focusing on what's going on outside of you. They don't oh, want you looking true. at like, because like they want you to go the whole point of the experience is to go inside not to look outside even though you can gain amazing things you know maybe that's part that can be part of the experience but i think the main where the real work and the where the real help comes from is when you put that blindfold and you go within dude i want to do that i want to do that now dude because i didn't i think that is dude your sight dude if you can't see it and like i just think like when i was the last time i was on mushrooms dude like like my the, the visuals are what was making it fun <laughs> you know <laughs> so i'm wondering like damn if, if i'm blind like i'm gonna be thinking metacognition times 10 dude you need to be thinking about what you're thinking about and then thinking about that you know that's awesome that's crazy man i want to try that I want to do yeah. that now. Would you, hey, is that something that you're interested in doing? Like being a, yeah, like, not, like experiencing it and guiding it? Yes. Yeah. I, that's, that, that's what the world is going to need when the time comes as psychedelic therapists. People who can get, who can experience this experience with them, who can go through and help other people and experience the same thing because every person in this world is broken every person in this world has trauma every person in this world should see a therapist every person in this world needs to like like every person is broken in some way or another some to the more extent to the less extent wherever you want to say but we're all broken we all have things that we need to learn about and go deeper and past trauma from our childhood that you probably don't even realize affects your life today because that like that's something i've been learning about i've been reading a book about um, trauma and stuff like that and just realizing how the childhood trauma that i experienced how that affects the way that i am today and i never even realized it you know i'm like oh i'm this person with no childhood trauma and i'm all good like and then the more you start to look about it to read about it and learn about the types of childhood trauma and how that manifests and in, in you as older as you get older that's what um it's just super intriguing and i would love to be able to help people um, experience that and there's like courses I've looked into it and stuff like that um, super cool super cool stuff how 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 correlated is like this um, therapeutic psychedelic ther therapy and like um, like uh, like people have 
like a spiritual therapy, like people that are like sometimes super religious, you know, like they worship and like that's their therapy. Like that's kind of like, you know, I've seen people freaking break down, you know, bawling because of like the energy that comes from like a worship group or like um, at different religious practices and stuff like that, you know? how how correlated is are these two things inside of like what happens inside of your head i'm sure i i don't know the science on it but i'm sure they're very um, probably you could experience like somebody on a psychedelic trip and probably somebody in that state of mind and have very similar brain chemistry going on just because i've i've seen that as well in religious ceremonies and stuff like that people just like being entirely consumed by the spirit and in a sense that is what's happening on psychedelics is your body is being entirely consumed by the spirit of the mushrooms and being led on this journey and being guided on this journey being shown things being told things feeling different things that then you walk out of that room and you feel like a whole reborn person right so it's very like religion and and psychedelics are so close they're like they they psychedelics have been used in religion for thousands and thousands of years for healing ceremonies for getting closer to your god getting closer to what you believe in getting finding your loves finding the things that make you happy and what is religion it's getting you closer like you go to church so you can get closer to your god you could take a mushroom so you can get closer to your god right and that's mm. kind of how they've been used in uh, ancient tradition is being a way to connect people with the spirit realm is ayahuasca a mushroom ayahuasca is not a mushroom it's a cactus i believe um not 100 percent sure on that i'm gonna get roasted but um ayahuasca yeah, i don't i don't <laughs> like, know I'm gonna i think get it's mushroom. a cactus i think it's a cactus um that ayahuasca is but that's something that i've never experienced that that is like the mother of mushrooms i guess the mother the mother spirit or not mushrooms but mother of psychedelics right cactus is not mushroom family no not the mushroom family so let's take it back to like what we were going to talk about before that was a great conversation and glad we played that out but i think another really interesting application of mushrooms um something i've been doing myself practicing a little bit trying out but i know something you're getting into brady is the the microdosing and i think that's something that's been trending a lot in the entrepreneur community for people in personal development so what's 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 the story on microdosing yeah so actually super super interesting um i just like when i was preparing for this podcast kind of looking at some stuff i came across this article um by the university of college the university college of london that just did this massive study about um, depression medication and SSRIs and how they actually don't work. Um, how depression is not based off of your neural chemistry necessarily. It's more based off of the negative life events that you've experienced. And that depression is not correlated as much as we might think with the ser with your serotonin re like um, production system right so, so that would be sorry to cut you off but that would be that age-old thing where people say like they're depressed because of brain chemical imbalances they're saying yeah. that's not true yeah unfortunately they've they, <laughs> the university of college of london has said that 
it is not, that's not how depression works. Um, and it's, it's kind of sad because like, they're like, that is the age old thing. That's what people I've always thought. And that's, what's been always taught. And that's all the information that current therapists have is that that's how depression works. But now to find that that's not how depression works, it's okay. People have been, been lied to, been mistold, been misguided their entire life. And, you know, and that's like, just the like the whole education system and stuff like it's just like that's the we don't know anything we don't know yeah. anything we think we think stuff works and then it works until it doesn't and that's the case with ssris now we have millions of people who think that they need ssris to function because that's what they've been told but what are ssris that's I just the, literally, I just Googled it. <laughs> that's, a, that's depression medication. That's like the yeah. um, that's selective serotonin take inhibitor. Well, yeah. well, it makes sense because it's like what we said before, that rabbit hole of why aren't mushrooms and like plant medicines, natural remedies available or mainstream is because they're not diagnosable. They're you know, maybe one-time solutions to permanent problems, whereas if you tell somebody you have a chemical imbalance, now you have a condition that's an identity. Oh, I have a chemical imbalance. I have this disease. And once I got a disease, my doctor's got a little pill for me to take forever for this disease because I'm now identified as depression. I've identified that I am this disease. And like, I think it's also the mindset of like, it's not a disease because when you think that, look at it as a disease, it's like you become it, it's your identity. And you think that you're less than an inferior to this disease because you have it and versus what you're saying, I kind of want to spin it back to like how that it connects with mushrooms is that, you know, well, what, what is it? Like, how does that, how does that, why'd you bring that up? How does that relate to like um, microdosing and mushrooms? Yeah. So what they said is the cause of depression in most, in the majority of cases is because of negative life events, negative Trauma. life experiences, yeah. things that went wrong in your life problems that you had growing up that's the cause that's like the root cause of depression that's where it comes from and what does psilocybin help you do it helps you reframe it helps you rethink it gives you a new perspective so when you and it allows for your allows for like the disruption of the neural connections in your brain and allows you to rebuild them, allows you to reframe them and allows you to change the way that your brain works. You can do that on your own, but with the help of psychedelics, with the help of psilocybin, with the help of this medicine, that it can allow you to do that much easier. It's the same reason when you go to the gym, you take pre-workout before you go to the gym or you take your creatine or you take your protein powder why because it helps your muscles it helps your it helps you get through that it helps you work it it helps your body do do what you want to do better and if you're focusing on changing the way that your brain works having something that can help you do that and assist in the process is just going to be more beneficial so mushrooms help you detach from your past traumas and your past traumas are the cause of your depression yeah exactly it, 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 it and and then when you like um you can look it up there paul stanish just released a study um about microdosing um and stacking with lion's mane and stuff like that um but and they, they it's come out that what does microdosing do it increases your well-being increases your life experience it, it helps you experience life in a better way right and it helps you 
reframe, gives you a new perspective, gives you different ways of thinking. And when you stack that with lion's mane, what lion's mane does is neurogenesis. It helps you submit in the long term of taking mushrooms, lion's mane supplements, it helps create neurogenesis, which is the regrowth of nerves in your brain. It helps to solidify these new brain networks that you're creating through your thoughts, right? So is it, it, would it be safe to say that these supplements and microdosing is like a, a supplement to neuroplasticity? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, and that's, that's what I'm trying to say, maybe not the best, but um, it's the neurogenesis, the lion's mane is what helps cement the way that your brain thinks, right? It's been shown to help with Alzheimer's patients and people who have dementia, because what's happening in the brain of people with Alzheimer's, it's their brain is, it's degrading, right? Literally the neurons in the brain are degrading, they're shortening, they're burning out. And when you take lion's mane, it helps you work these, it's, it's taking your brain on a workout. It's helping you use these things. It's getting them stronger so that way you might not experience that when you're older and that's something that like like one of the things that really got me into lion's mane was because of our grandpa who has alzheimer's and dementia and that was like okay well this is now something that is in my family like i now know that this is something that is in my family something that i could experience and what can i do to not have to light like to increase my chances of not experiencing something go wrong with my brain because that's what i've seen in most old people there it's either their body goes or their brain goes it's one of the two right so if you can do something if we know working out and going to the gym and getting exercise helps with your body okay well what can we do for our brain and we can use it and we can help it get stronger and with the help of mushrooms and um, other supplements you can help your brain <laughs> so so with microdoses what you take them daily, right? I know the information of this, but for people that don't, um, and I think for a lot of people, because like, what do they do? You, are you tripping every day? Or like, you just take a little mushroom and you go on a little trip a day? Or like, how does it actually work with microdosing? What, uh, what kind of quantities? What, how frequently? How does this work? Like, what would you do if you wanted to microdose? Yeah, so there's a lot of different approaches to microdosing. Um, there's um, some studies of some people say you should take it for three days on or four days off, or you should take it um, every other day, or you should like there's different ways and regimens about going about it. Um, whatever works best for you, I personally take it every other day, um, and it allows your brain to reset, and then it gives you the new experience again. And so it's because it's just like caffeine, you take it too much, then you need more and you need more to experience the same effect. So allowing your brain to reset and then giving it again and reset and giving it again. And that's just kind of um, what, I've, what I've found works best for myself. But for your own regimen, just look into it and whatever you think, like whatever one you wanna follow, try them all out. There's actually this, uh, there's an app on your phone um, that um, it's only on um, Apple, but it's like microdose me. Um, this guy Paul Stamets, he made it, and this is like the information I was talking about um, about lion's mane and microdosing is that's where he got the information for the study. Um, and just it's like an anonymous survey where you can enter in like your um, like what schedule you're taking it on, what um, what um, you're stacking it with. Are you just taking psilocybin? Are you stacking it with lion's mane? Whatever it may be, and then it gives you basically like little um, games or stuff like that to test 
um, your um, like reaction time and different things like that. Um, so that's where all this information came from in that study. But but when you're taking psychedelics um, and you want to do a microdose, right? So one gram is the most commonly assumed like liftoff point. Like that's where when you take a gram, that's where you're um, going, where you're starting to lift off and you're really experiencing what mushrooms can offer, right? Anything less than that is, it's going to be a lot toned down. You might feel some things, but you're not really breaking through, I guess is the best way to put it. So when you microdose, what I've learned is you take an eighth of a gram of mushroom. So it's a subconscious dose. You don't recognize it. You don't feel it. Maybe like the first day or the first week, you might notice a little bit of increased euphoria, a little happiness and stuff like that. But ideally, when you're taking a microdose, you should not be able to feel the effects of the mushroom, right? It should be a subconscious dosing level. So that's microdosing as I understand it. But honestly, in the world of mushrooms, people, I've seen people take ridiculous amounts of mushrooms, like for a microdose, like, and they take it every day and their brain just like, they become used to that. But for the average person, take an eighth of a gram of mushrooms, which is a very, which is a tiny amount. It's like of a normal mushroom, it's not even a cap of a mushroom, right? So you're taking a very small amount of dose for a subconscious level of effect. So the most popular substance, the mushrooms to microdose are psilocybin and lion's mane. Are there any yeah, other? Yeah, stacked together. That's, that's, that's the most common. I mean, that's it's microdosing because uh, because it has the psilocybin in it. Everything else would just be considered like supplementing or taking like a vitamin, um, which those you can do as well with different types of mushrooms for autoimmune diseases and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, there's Paul Stanitz's crazy story about his mom who had, what, I think it was stage four breast cancer, had like a five centimeter diameter um, tumor on her breast, was like basically terminally ill with cancer. And um, in conjunction with chemotherapy and radiation and taking actually turkey tail mushrooms, Trimese versicolor, in a supplement of like, a, she was taking like a couple grams a day. And she was actually able to like, all of her si symptoms um, revealed themselves. She was no, she has no detectable cancer. She's still alive today. Um, she wow. was part of a support group, and um, everybody else from her group died. Everybody else who was in the um, support group with her died. Who had this? Who were going through this? Every one of them died, and her, his mom, is the one who's still alive. And because his claim is that because she was taking turkey tail, it helped boost her immune system because when you take chemotherapy what does it do it, it basically you have no immune system after that that's why people with cancer get sick and they like have to stay in hospital so long is because their immune system so broken they can't go out into society and experience that so when you gave them um, um turkey tail in this example it boosted their um autoimmune system and they're able and after the effects of radiation their immune system was at higher than ever before, right? So there's, there's like a graph, like if you just look up Paul Stamets um, turkey tail cancer on YouTube, you'll see this, it's like, I think it's like 10 or 15 minutes maybe. And he shows all the graphs of like what her immune system and all these different things and how the mushrooms would like statistically actually helped her out. Um, so that's something that's super short, really interesting video. Um, I would recommend to watch if you're interested in taking mushroom supplements and just seeing the power. Dude, is this stuff, um, 
combined like stacking uh uh psilocybin and lion's mate does it have the potential to like um give us more this might be a goofy question but like give us more brain power you know like we only use a certain amount of our brain and, like that movie limitless right where he takes his pill and this guy all of a sudden he's got like more access to his brain is that what it's doing essentially yeah exactly exactly that's what it's doing if you look up like since we're on a podcast i won't bring up the image but if you look up like um psilocybin brain versus normal brain on put in google images you'll see this image and there's two circles and the first image is the normal brain like normal person brain and basically it has tons of different lines um that um are supposed to represent the neural connectivity in your brain different parts of your brain talking to each other right and when you look at the first image of a normal brain the lines are very thin there's not very many of them and they're very thin, right? But when you look at the picture of the microdosing brain or the psilocybin brain, you see that there's hundreds more connections, talking points in your brain, and the connections are much stronger and much thicker. So that's that's kind of the whole point of microdosing is that help you unlock your brain, unlock access to different parts of your brain. That's why people say when they use it, they're happier, they're able to have better conversations, they are more creative, and like that's and that's why because the different parts of your brain are able to connect and have conversations and work and work better together. Damn. So you're literally taking that kind of going all the way back to how we started this conversation. It's like that same um, pathology of the what is that called that that system underground? What is that called again? Mycelium. Yeah. The mycelium. The mycelium, <laughs> and it's like putting that into your brain. It's strengthening that inside of your brain. Exactly. Uh, wow, exactly. Exactly like that. Like you pull up a map of mycelium, it looks like the neural connections in your brain, and that's to bring it full circle that's it's like if we are if we share more than 50 percent of our dna with mushrooms we're mostly majority of us is mushroom we work like a mushroom our brain is like the mycelium of the mushroom it mm -hmm. and what do what do mushrooms do in their natural habitat they connect the forest to each other they they talk they they communicate what do we do we what do mushrooms do when you experience them right they bring you closer to the things around you you see more connectivity in your daily life you feel like you're more connected to the world it's the same thing that the mushrooms, the mycelium does underground. It allows you to experience above ground. And the crazy thing about mushrooms is why do they produce psilocybin? Why? I don't even know because there's no, like, it's not, it's not like people would instantly think, okay, it's so predators wouldn't eat it, right? That's what, that's what caffeine was initially used for, right? So it, and like all the different things that plants uh, and different things provide is usually a defense mechanism. So if somebody tries to eat it, they're going to experience this thing, right? But when somebody eats a mushroom, they are then um, they eat it, the spores go in their body, you poop the spores out, and more mushrooms grow from that, right? The you're, when, by eating a mushroom, you're helping spread the mushroom. You're helping the mushroom grow and reproduce, right? It's, it just, and like a mushroom fruiting body only lasts for, what, 10 days, two weeks? Like it, it's a very short lifespan. So why would it care if that's getting eaten? Because it's not eating the mycelium. It's like, it's 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 just it's it's crazy it's crazy yeah it is like mind-blowing dude it's like this 
whole other like ecosystem inside of a mushroom community you know like this mushroom what is it called the what verse metverse the microverse 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 it's it's awesome man it's awesome dude so i don't think we were and i know you know we kind of jumped past this because well jordan's a brother but for like people that you just dropped all this nonsense freaking this stuff is seriously interesting man and it and it's like for the average person probably a conversation that they want to listen to more more than once because there's a lot of really good information but you know for people that are, are you know deep into this stuff uh, you know people people want to know at least i would want to know like how do you get into all this man like where do you come from talking about mushrooms and their environment like what was your environment like what's your environment now like give us a little bit of your background and how you even got into this yeah for sure for sure so it it started with a TikTok. honestly um i saw this girl she was growing mushrooms um and she used the instapot and i had just gotten the instapot and i was like huh i could i could grow mushrooms i could like she's i have all those things that she's using i just go to the store and get some mason jars and we'll be all good so i was like okay i can start there and then it just, I just got my first fruits and I was like, this is the most fascinating thing in the world to watch these little strands of mycelium take over a jar. And then you take the jar and you take all the, you take the block out of the jar and you put it in there and then you see the mushrooms grow out of it. And then you eat the mushrooms and you have this experience and you're like, I would never like, this is what I want to do. I was like, I was like, this is so exciting. Like, and then I started learning and then, and then that's when I had the conversation with my friend about learning about different um, types of mushrooms. And I was like, this is like, there's more than I even understood of this. And that's, and then I basically just started watching every single person on YouTube who posts mushroom content, who talks about starting a mushroom farm. I read tons and tons of different books. Um, but that's kind of just, and then it just slowly over time, just started getting more and more equipment, building stuff and create like learning more and more and more about the, about these things about mushrooms. And I just became so fascinated with it. And I saw, started seeing like that this is becoming more and more of a thing. Like people are interested in mushrooms. Like people are asking questions about mushrooms. And I'm like, this is like a space that nobody owns this space nobody like really dominates this space in a way that I think I truly that I think I could because honestly like the average mushroom grower is like usually like just like some small quiet guy like keeps himself like just like kind of weird and just like in like just into their mushrooms but I think like I know myself and I love educating I love sharing I love talking I love like just meeting new people and sharing information I'm like I think I can get this out to the people better than anybody else in the world. So I was like, this is something that I could really take advantage on. I love it. It's fun for me. It's easy for me. And that's just something like that. This is something that people need to know more about. So I was like, this is the perfect, I landed, I found myself in the perfect situation. It's fucking yeah. awesome. It's fucking savage. What's, what's, what's on the horizon? What are we manifesting? What's the goals? Where do you want to take this? Yeah, I want to, I mean, my, I've just dreamed about having a warehouse, having, being able to have a huge mushroom farm, grow mushrooms. Um, right now, I'm really honing in on the supplement um, era, growing a lot of lion's mane more than gourmet mushrooms. 
Um, but the goal for next year is to be able to get a spot at a farmer's market and just be able to go there consistently, sell fresh mushrooms, sell mushroom supplements. Um, there's already a lot of people out here in Denver doing that, but nobody like me. And that's what I'm um, just excited for, you know, and, and like that's that's just that's any business, you know, like you can think of any business in the world and there's already hundreds of people doing it, but there's nobody like you. There's nobody who's doing it how you want to do it. There's nobody who's you that's doing it. So you just be you bring it, provide yourself to the world and provide a little nice product and people will buy it. You know, that people buy what you are. They buy you. They don't buy your product. Like I could sell anything in the world, but for me, I found mushrooms and that's what makes me happy. And I know my happiness, my excitement about it. I can portray that to other people and they'll see that. And, that, and just creating this ripple effect of change, because I think that's what, we really have an epidemic of mental health, like mental health crisis in this world. Like all, everything that's going on, like just the way that people think is not, it's not conducive to their own growth. And I think when you, if you can allow people to experience a new perspective for a couple hours in one day, or you can allow people to get more nutrients into their body from just eating your classic gourmet oyster, you know, there's nothing psychedelic, there's nothing trippy about that but it has fibers, it has amino acids, it has things that you can't get in your normal diet and it just helps your body. There's ways to help your mind. There's ways to help your immune system all from the same family of fungi. And I think people need to know more about it. That's all. Hey, hey, dude, you're, you're savage, man. I love that, man. I can hear the passion in your freaking voice, man. It's like that that drive that you have, man, to just do what you love is fucking contagious, man. And I think more people need to find that, whatever it is for them, bro. Whether it's fucking mushrooms, maybe fucking taking these mushrooms will help them, man. Because that, dude, for real, bro, like, you know, there's very, very small amount of people that I know that are as, like, passionate about something. Like, you just speak it like that, dude. Like, it's it's awesome, dude. Shout out to you, for real. Because that's hard to find, man, and it's hard to express once you find it. Because fear of criticism, bro, because some people would be like, fuck, man, what if I tell everybody that I fucking love mushrooms and I'm going to get, nobody's going to think it's cool, you know, nobody's going to, you know, want to do it. But you're like, dude, I'm going to do it better than everybody else, you know, and then that's fucking motivating, dude. Like whether in any aspect, in business, you know, in spiritual, dude, in any freaking aspect, that's awesome, bro. Shout out to you. I can hear the passion in your voice, bro. And Anyway, I can't support you, bro. I'm down for the journey, bro, because that's freaking sick. I'm excited to talk to you next year when you're at a farmer's market, you know, or a few maybe. Um, I had a question for you. What is the, the distribution level nationally? What are the hurdles for that? Because you said it was decriminalized in Colorado. Um, but like, like, let's say you wanted to distribute it nationally, like web store, e-commerce type business model. What, um, what are the hurdles in that? since it's not yeah so i mean right like the area that i want to go into is not even like the psychedelic area like that's that's like the common mo like the, that's the biggest misconception like on my tiktok like it's been blown up the last couple of days i got like 
2,000 followers like in like within a week and I was like it's just blowing up but everybody's like is this psychedelic mushrooms is these like I'm like growing like blue oysters and lions man and people are like is this psychedelic and like they see a mushroom like a huge mushroom like and they're like oh he's gonna go on a crazy trip and I'm like no that's not what this <laughs> is like that's not like and that's why I wanted to be on this podcast and that's why I wanted to talk about these things because there's so much more to the mushroom world to the microverse than just psychedelic mushrooms like there's more like psychedelic mushrooms is like this much when there's like a whole world this big like it's so it's a very small part of the mushroom world is psychedelic mushrooms there's mushrooms that have just as much benefit if not more that have no psychoactive measures so no psychoactive like a part of it right it's just there for healing it's there for your immune system it's there for your brain and that's that's like the thing that i want to bring to the world is like educating people on that because not enough people know that that even exists not enough people know that there's mushrooms that can help you be healthier that can help you mm -hmm. live a better life without experiencing a psychedelic trip right because that's not necessary for everybody but mushrooms that can provide immune system benefits, that can provide respiratory benefits, that can provide mental benefits is so, so important, so crucial that psychedelics is just the tip of the iceberg that everybody's seen, but they don't know that there's so much more out there. Like there's literally like Paul Stamets, the, he's the mushroom godfather, but he discovered that bees are attracted to the mycelium of mushrooms. Why? Because mushrooms, what do we, we know? They produce immune support, immune benefit, all these different things, right? And what is, what, like the reason we're losing so much, so many bees is because of these different viruses. The deformed wing virus basically makes bees so they can't fly. And these bees, they were attracted to drinking like this little, this nectar that the, because like, mushrooms come like they they like go through and then they'll like squeeze water and like different nutrients out right and the bees are actually like in his garden he saw bees flocking to this bed of mushrooms that he had he was like so like he was like they were like literally moving the wood chips out of the way to go and get down to this like the juice of the mycelium in a sense and what they found is that these um mushrooms were actually that they helped the bees and with the like fight viruses helped colony collapse disorder helped bee helped um like mushroom or bee colonies he helped like helped them survive longer right and bees are the most important thing in our the bees are like the most one of the most important things in our ecosystem they pollinate 30 percent of the food that we eat at least right and so bees are really attracted to mycelium because of their um, immunological benefits, right? And that's the same reason that humans should be eating them as well, right? Because in this world of viruses and pandemics and stuff like that, we need something to help boost our immune system, help do these different things. So mushrooms can even save the bees. Like it's like, there's just like so many different parts of mushrooms and so many different ways that they can be used to help society, to help humans, to help animals. And it's just like not nobody knows about it nobody knows about it like you ask an average person what's my psyllium they're gonna give you the blank stare and that's like the most basic <laughs> level of a mushroom right not yet they don't know about it not yet exactly. dude holy shit like you're just dropping information bombs like left and right <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I'm like, oh man, this is this has been dope. And then all of a sudden a whole nother thing comes in. Like you have so much There's information much, in your head. Too much. <laughs> yeah, you have so much information in your head. You have so much information that you're willing to share. So where can people find you if they want more information about what you're doing and like your business? Yeah, definitely TikTok, Lighthouse Mushrooms on TikTok. I post there pretty much every day, um, kind of like the day, like the day in, day out of what mushroom growing looks like. You, I post like pretty montages of the mushrooms growing. I post tons of different content, kind of just what it all takes to grow a mushroom, how mushrooms are grown in a, in a, in a room or on a small scale and just like teaching people and kind of just showing my journey and um, what interests me and talking about it. And so far people seem to like it. So if you guys want to go follow me on um, TikTok at Lighthouse Mushrooms, that's definitely where you're going to be able to find the most information I talk about. I respond to as many comments as I can, make videos about them, just sharing the information because I think there's just there's just not enough information out there about this type of stuff and people need to learn. People need to hear it. You don't use Instagram because the algorithm no. sucks. No, I, I I just don't I just don't like posting on Instagram. I don't I barely I almost never post on there unless it's like you know like a holiday or something. I post a picture, um, but that's um, yeah. TikTok is the place to TikTok is the place to find me. TikTok is the place, man. That's awesome, man. I'm excited for you, Brady. For real, I'm excited to see where you're going. I'm excited to to see your super brain and freaking 10 years down the road for real, man. Like that's, you, you know, if you're talking about your brain continuously growing and expanding, bro, like that's, I'm, that's a good, that's a good experience to have, man. So I'm experienced. I'm, I'm, ex, I'm ex, excited to see your experience and I'm excited to experience it with you. Um, but man, it was a pleasure to have you, bro. I'm excited to have you back for sure. Cause I know you're going to make a whole bunch of discoveries um, that I want to hear about and possibly maybe do your own studies. I don't know what's entitled, you know, what that takes, but um, at least, you know, you'll have different uh, experiences to share with us. So, man, I appreciate you, bro. Any last words, anything that you want to share with everybody um, before we wrap this up? Eat your mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Jordan, man, it was a pleasure, bro. Once again, I will see you soon, my good friend. As always, man. All right, guys. Thanks. I was appreciate you. I'll catch you guys on another episode.